Good evening, everybody. This is Asif and Russell with another episode of No Gray Area. How are you, man? Good to talk to you. Long day, Russ. Uh, I uh, fucked up cutting a show, <laughs> so <laughs> I had to stay late at work and fix it because I was being lazy and not even trying. I've been one of those weird zones where I've been on the show for a while now, so I'm just sort of like, all right, what are we doing? They know it was a holiday. It was like Thanksgiving. So, you know, I, I, I phoned it in those day, those couple days. <laughs> so now I had to work till like 8.30 to get the fucking cut ready. But that's what happens, kids. That's what happens when you don't try. Skipping steps. You yeah, skip I steps. skip steps. You I skip, skip steps. steps and you I'm skip. paying the price for it. You skip steps. Now, it didn't lead to death, as you say, or jail as skipping no, steps. No, but it led to death. me having a terrible night. All right, well, Asif, I want to get right into it. We're going to talk about today on the show Planned Parenthood shooting, the Laquan McDonald video, the Fox News Kool Aid snafu, and last but not least, Asif, which I think we're just going to headline. Hold up, hold up, Russ. Hold up, Russ. Whoa. Not last. We're going to start with this. We're going to start with my favorite basketball player <laughs> of all time retirement. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, now, Kobe's having an awful year. We can all say that. Well, he's had an awful three years, hasn't he? R Russ, don't be so mean, man. Uh, listen, he's been, who is he's been injured. He's been injured, yes, Russ. Yeah. I love Kobe Bryant. I'm bummed out that he's not playing great this year because I do want him to go out on top. I just don't think he can do it anymore in terms of what it takes to get on the court. No, he's done. Russ, he's done. He's oh. done. He's one of the worst players in the NBA right now. But that's not basically Kobe is having his Jeter moment. He's going to yeah. go out. They're going to give him shit at every arena during the second half of the season. And that's fine. We just need to appreciate how great this guy was. Uh, well, look, here's the thing. I want to get back into it because we just wasted 15 minutes on sports. Even though I like talking about Kobe Bryant, there's more important things to talk about. Uh, the Laquan McDonald video. And I got to tell you, I've stopped watching these people getting shot. I don't want to watch any person get shot the way they're getting shot. I'll watch people in Iraq get shot. I'll watch people get their heads cut off in Saudi Arabia. All sorts of goofy stuff that I find myself watching late at night on YouTube or whatever it might be. I think we got a big problem. I think this is one of the major problems we've got going on in our country right now. Cops are out of control. I support law enforcement implicitly. But we have a major breakdown be between cops. And when you get somebody shot in the back at any time, that means they're running from you. So somebody's wrong. And the person who shot that gun is wrong. And that's whether they're a cop or not a cop. But cops have guns. The video... It's pretty crazy. Basically what happens in the video, for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a kid. He's walking away from the cops who arrive on a highway, it looks like, or a street somewhere in Chicago. And um, he has a knife, a little knife in his hand. They're far enough away that he's not, like, not even remotely a threat. He would have to charge them for about two minutes for it to be a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how far he is from these guys. And walking away, they start firing. The kid falls. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even say the kid. I should call him by his name. Laquan falls. The cops pause for a second while he's on the ground and start firing again. Right. Yeah, I don't need to see that. That's insane. That cop who did that needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. 
I have friends who are police officers. Right. So and do they, I. They, they, they have a dangerous job. I'm they not do. Saying, they do. I'm not, I'm not saying all cops are bad because that's dumb. You know what I mean? That's it like is. saying all black, black people are blah, all Asians are blah. That's dumb. Not all cops are bad. But the cops who do this kind of shit need to be in prison because these men are criminals. He's a criminal. He's a criminal with a badge, and that's wrong. Very well said. And the reason I don't want to watch that, and when you describe it to me, I'm telling you why I'm not watching these things, is because I don't want to live in that sense of helplessness about what I'm seeing that person go through. To me, what it's saying is it's pointing to a larger breakdown that is really depressing to me. But what I'm saying is the reason I can't watch that stuff is because what I'm finding is is that it's pointing out like this fracture in our society that we're glossing over with some other nonsense and sort of dealing with some big problems. You're going to have people get into altercations. People are going to lose their lives in the course of going through their lives. We live in a violent world, even though it's a lot less violent than it used to be. But the fact is, this is pointing out a problem we've got for all of us. You know what I'm always, that's my point I always make. These are problems not just for the person oh, who no, lost their course. life, the, the, the person who has taken advantage of, of the course. power they have by, by taking that. You know, when that cop started that job, he never planned on killing anybody. No, but, no, no, no. But he did. No, no, no I'm 100% certain that motherfucker planned on killing someone. You, you don't go from, oh, I'm a good person, and let me shoot this nigga in the back. <laughs> And then while he's on the ground, let me shoot him six more times. Let me be that clear. Doesn't hap- that does not happen, Russ. That's a you're bad right. person. You're right he's about a that. Bad person in the moment, the that is. And from that the moment he got his badge, started. he wanted started. to shoot somebody. But, but my most, more... most cops don't ever fire their weapon. That's true. And most cops will never shoot someone like that. 99% of the cops will never behave like that man. That man is a criminal. Let me ask you a bigger question. Knowing what we know about these prevalence of video cameras and people recording everything and security cameras and the ability for people to have a record of all these things, it's much more prevalent today than it ever was. How can you see these people continue to shoot people in the back as it gets reported all the time and get blown up? What is going on? Like, how is that not helping to prevent this behavior when there's a pretty good chance that somebody's recording your crime? Because, check this out, Russell, what criminals want to be criminals, there's nothing you can do about it. We know if you sell cocaine, you go to jail. People still sell cocaine, right? Yeah. Okay. We know people are filming us at every fucking turn. Don't do anything stupid. People still do stupid things. Cops know there is a dash cam. There's going to be like a body cam. Everybody knows this. And they are still killing people. The ones who do that don't give a fuck. Just like the people who sell cocaine don't give a fuck. It's the same mentality, Russ. Certain people are going to do shit regardless. There's nothing we could do. We could, listen, even if we legalize cocaine, a motherfucker is going to figure out a more potent cocaine and decide to sell that shit illegally. Yo, certain people love the rush. There's nothing we could do about the rush. The rush is what's got them going. Anytime you bust your gun 16 times, that's a rush. That's a rush. He was like, I'm letting this off. I'm letting... (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm letting off. I'm letting off. Come on, yo. Come on. But you know, let's see if you look at these things, and this has been going on in police departments since the inception or the history of police departments. 
you know, what happens in some of these police departments and what I think you're having happen now that is exacerbating the problem. Chicago's had a problem in their police department for many, many, many years. Chicago is one of the most corrupt cities yes. in the world. Yes, it is. And has been and for any, many years. Anytime you have a governor trying <laughs> to sell a Senate seat, my dude, my dude, the governor's like, hey, yo, play boy. We got the Senate seat. What's good? Who wants who want piece of this? Holler at me. Holler at me. It's going to be at least 100 racks. At least 100 racks. Chicago is insane. Chicago is also one of the most racist cities yes. in the world, yes. just off real estate. Yes. Hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put all the poor, all the minorities yes. over here. Yes. Anybody with money? Yo, over here, dad. <laughs> like, yo, it's crazy. Yes. They're, they're like, why are, why are black people killing each other in the hood? Because there's nothing there. No, they're no in, hope. They, no hope. They call it. They call it Chirac for a reason. <laughs> There's nothing there. Imagine if you're living in a nice neighborhood, right? And someone said, hey, we're going to strip you of everything. Yeah, we're going to throw everybody in jail. Throw, not even the jail thing. We're just going to put you where the schools are bad. And to get out of there, you're going to have to, oh, my God, to get out of there. You got to survive. It's Vietnam over there. Well, uh, Steve. Well, well, hold on, hold on, me, hold up. Before, yeah. before I say this, let me say this. Doesn't mean you start killing and shooting people. Doesn't mean you start selling crack. What I'm saying is they're obviously putting you behind the eight ball. Your job is to say, fuck the eight ball. I'm going to walk around it no matter how long it takes me. Right, right. But we cannot. But don't you think that's hard? Don't you think you're putting that many people behind the eight ball? That you are causing this issue? Don't you think that the, what we're seeing now course, is 60, 70 course. years of work? Of this isn't course. an overnight deal. Of course, Russell. But the, the definition of insanity is saying do the same thing over and over again and like want a different result. So if you're a poor minority of any kind and you see what they're doing to you, the options of selling crack, of selling, is not, that option doesn't work anymore. The gangs don't work anymore. That shit has not worked. It hasn't worked for 70 years. The only thing that works is saying, fuck this, I'm going to do what it takes. Even if it takes me an extra four steps to get around this eight ball, I'm going to do it. Because trust me, I was behind the same eight ball. Yeah. I know. And Russ, I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. I just did the extra four steps. Listen, I, I saw Cabrini Green before it got torn down. You know, it, it, the projects, you know, it, there's foreign places to me, they, but they shouldn't exist in the U.S., but they do. Talk about people not having hope. You know what? That's the same thing that's driving all these ISIS fuckers. If you're going to blow yourself up if you don't have anything to, if that's the only way to salvation, if the only way you can get a Coca-Cola is to, is to be saved because you can't go buy something, you're going to blow yourself up. And these people yeah. who are shooting each other, it's really kind of the same thing. If you make it hard for people to get educated, if you give them less and less and less and less and less yep. in terms of giving them any opportunity to put themselves into the system, then you don't even provide jobs. How do you expect people to actually take the time? The fact that some people are able to take the extra four steps and walk around the eight ball and get through it and be successful is amazing in and of itself. 
But the, the, the fact that we have cut off people, we've cut off people many ways, and it's not just black people we've cut off. We've cut off a lot of people. There's rural people cut off. But the, what happened in the cities is much more easy to see. You know what it is, though, Russ? It's hope, right? Hope. For me, there's always hope. I don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing, there's always hope. Right. Hope is basically the vagina you can attain, right? It's hope. It's like you see this girl, you walk up to her in a bar. That's hope. You're hoping I'm going to try to fuck tonight <laughs> or I'm going to try to fuck tomorrow. I am hoping to fuck as soon as possible. Now, you know what we're doing to these people? We're removing the vagina. Yeah. We're putting them in a prison where there's no vagina. You know what happens in prison? Lawlessness. Yeah. People go crazy. If you gave prisoners, all prisoners, some pussy once a week, prison will be a better place. <laughs> Russell, think about your worst day ever. Think about your worst day ever. You know what would have made that day better? Some pussy. Some pussy. Some pussy immediately makes your day better. All right, now hold on. Let's just take this one step farther in terms of an implementation program. If we allow for a, you know, a semi-annual, what do we know? No, hold on. Uh, a bi-weekly visit for conjugal visits in prison. How do you administer that? Suppose the guy who can't get laid can't get laid anyway. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is why if you're in prison, there's certain things. It's good behavior. We're going to, we're going to, like, this is why prostitution needs to be legal. That's <laughs> why I think so. Because this is where prisons work. Good behavior. Right. Everyone lines up on Friday. How good have you been this week? You get some pussy. If you've, if you've been terrible, no pussy. You know who's going to be good every week? Every guy in prison. <laughs> every guy in prison. No one's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to stab this nigga just because I don't want no pussy this week. No. No. Okay. No. So hold no. on. I'm taking you. I'm leading you. I'm leading you into a trap here, Steve, because that's exactly what I said to what we should do in terms of solving our foreign policy problem in the Middle East is let people get more tail. First thing ISIS does is cover up all the ladies. First thing we do is make more ladies available in terms of love. First of all, love is a wild. No one loves anyone. We just need to drop vagina. No, they're not trying to love us. Yo, if we give ISIS some bomb-ass pussy, they will calm down. Yeah. They will calm down. Yes. I never trust a dude who's not getting laid. They're always jittery. They're little... Think about it, man. Any year, like, once you reach a certain age and you see a guy and you know, like, he's not getting any sort of vagina, you're like, I can't trust this dude. He's backed up. He, he's pent. He's, he, he got all kinds of shit going on. He's ready to snap. But a dude who's getting laid, there's not a care in the world. He's, he's skipping all over the place. Can't wait. Cannot wait to just be friendly. To just have a good time wherever he's at. We have come up to our time limit for this segment of Seif, and I think it's a great time for us to exit No Gray Area, a show that is talking basically about sexual freedom and its ability to pacify and invigorate the entirety of the world. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Okay, we're back on No Gray Area from two coasts, the West Coast, Los Angeles, and the East Coast, Brooklyn, New York. Asif. Brooklyn, what up? What up, Gia? <laughs> That's Russell trying to go Gia. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, let's get right into it to see if the terrible thing's been happening on the week, and which excites us, of course, because it gives us something to talk about. But whoa, really... whoa, 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 Russ. We don't want people getting shot, so we got shit to talk about. I don't even want you putting that kind of shit out there. Uh, see, we don't even <laughs> have to do it. People get shot every week. That's the craziest shit you've ever said. <laughs> this excites us? No, no, no. We're not sitting here. We're not like Nightcrawler running around looking for stories. No, no. Uh, see, did you not make a show on people's freaking backs of getting hurt? It's called Coast Guard Alaska. My God, we waited around for people to die, for God's sakes. Once again, Russ, I, listen, I love you, but I, I'm not taking part in this. <laughs> Russell Muth's views do not necessarily reflect the views of a C. Burnett. No, 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 they don't. They absolutely don't. We're two different people. And sometimes, you know, I walk a tightrope of extremity and I really go far. But listen, I want to tell you something. It doesn't excite me. And I don't want to have anybody have bad things happen. But here's what one asshole did this week that pisses me off. Some jerk off walks into a Planned Parenthood in Colorado and starts shooting people. And let me tell you why that pisses me off. Because I really see it connected to all this fucking bullshit that you're seeing the farinas of the world and all these people putting their tapes out and the people that that basically believe in no government are the first people to run out there and put laws on the bodies of women what a load of horseshit and the fact that we have some dummy who's motivated by some boogeyman in the sky that he thinks is going to save his life when it's all done and over has to go in and say no more baby parts and shoot people is disgusting. And I think that person should be hung. This is where I go farther. I take that guy and I cut his nuts off and I feed them to him and I'm saying no more baby parts for you. This is what we got to do. If you want to ask me what we do, we got to get harsher. We don't get lighter on these things. When people act like assholes, we give them the full asshole treatment and we friggin' let them know we're not going to put up with that. And we'll have a more civil society. Well, Russ, uh, I have nothing more to add to that because I think you kind of um, encapsulated what I, how I feel about the situation. Also, let's talk about this. You know why these motherfuckers are doing this and we should talk about Fox News? Yeah. Fox News is, let's be honest. It whack. It's, it's not, it's not it whack. They deal in the, the yellow journalism at its fight. Like, Fox News, Yeah. all they do is pump up. An art form of assholery. They basically just pump up these white men. Yes. Who cannot wait to prove how white and right they are about any subject matter. And do mean things to minorities or women, or it, it's the craziest thing ever. Like, for, let's talk about the, and you know how racist they are, right? The, this Fox and Friends show, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had to like, stop watching that. This black woman goes oh. on there to do this food, like she's on there cooking a meal for these motherfucking racist assholes. And during this meal... Hold on, hold on. One, How often are you watching Fox News? I never watch Fox. I never watch Fox News. Okay, how did you get... How did you become aware of this? Because I read the news. I, I'm on HuffPo. I'm on everything. You I mean when I you have sure. to... When you're not actually working on the show, you're supposed to be editing. First of all, I'm on Huffington Post a lot. Same here. While I'm at work. Getting back, right? So this black woman, lovely woman... I don't know what the fuck she's doing on Fox News. As soon as I saw this clip open up, I was like, oh, some racist shit is about to happen. Watch this. 
I'm, I was counting it down. 10, 9. And she's cooking with her kid there, I think. And this motherfucker says, hey, do you make Kool-Aid? <laughs> like, think about that, yo. Like, yo, you go on a show as like a, a celebrity chef as a black person or whatever, and the motherfucker asks you if you make Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's like do you make Kool-Aid with this meal? Like, yo, hey, yo, come, yo, Russ. Come on, yo. Come oh. on, yo. Hey, listen, listen. We all deal in stereotypes, right? We love the yeah, ones that make like, us look good. Yeah, but that's like bottom of the deck scumbaggery. To be fair, right, we all love our positive stereotypes. There's no black dude that's like, yeah, we, we got little dicks. No. No, we take the big dick compliments all the time, right? <laughs> we just do. But you, the, do. But the, you do take those all of the course time. Why do. wouldn't you? Who's, who's going to run around and be like, hold up. That is a stereotype that does not reflect. No, you'll be like, right, I'm going to take that stereotype. But just because you see the stereotype doesn't mean you say the stereotype. Right. You know what I'm saying? How is this explained? How did she respond? She just kept it moving. She kept it moving. She just watched it all. And if you watch the clip, anyone who's listening to this, you could just Google the clip. You'll see the, there are three hosts of this show. The person who said it. And then the two other people, the looks on their faces when this motherfucker said it, they were just like, God damn it. Like, we're trying to, like, not be racist in this segment. We got a black person on. We're trying to be solid, you know, do this nigga a favor. Like, you know what I mean? Like Fox News has never really been able to distinguish itself as being anything other than a mouthpiece of Republicans. And when they don't have a Republican president in there, all they can do is talk about how Hillary Clinton is a terrible person who's going to ruin everything and how Barack Obama is, the, is Satan. I mean, he has been treated the most, I mean, the racism that he's treated with openly is out of control. The great thing is Barack's like, ah, I think I'm going to be a Democrat because I think the people are smarter. I mean, he's just like really going after these. Well, fools. If, if 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 I run into a Republican now, I got I, I have a lot of questions for you. I'm like, so let me get this straight: <laughs> you're a Republican, why? Because you don't like women, right? You don't like you don't like minorities. You don't like anybody but like old white men. That's why you're a Republican. Republicans for me as a kid were like the Alex P. Keaton Republicans. Remember the like yeah. the Michael J. Fox on Family Ties, basically that. White guys who wanted to make money. That's what Republicans were when I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody wants to make money. I don't begrudge anybody wanting to make money. Which is why but you had some black people who be, were Republicans. Colin Powell is a Republican. You dig what I'm saying? Not really. But that's before they became crazy, Russ. Like, listen, even Colin the first... Powell stopped being Republican the day he went to the UN and was like, wow, they just did me. The first George Bush was a Republican. Was he an asshole? Probably, but not as big as an asshole as the W. Bush. Because the first George Bush was about that bread. Was about that bread. They weren't about like, hey, we hate black. No, can you help us make money? Then we fuck with you. If you can't, we don't fuck with you. These people are trying, like, we need America back. We want Christmas back. I, I, fuck it, I can't stand it. And speaking of Republican presidents, like this Donald Trump mother, he's going he's gonna to get the nomination because, oh, he is riling them up. They, they, oh, they love Trump. Every time he says some racist shit, they get a, they get a fucking hard on. 
Yo, they can't wait. Yo, Trump, yo, they are jerking off to his speeches. They can't wait. Every time he says he hate a motherfucker, ooh, they can't. They love Trump. <laughs> Can you name another election when a motherfucker could be like, hey, yo, I saw a Muslim celebrating on 9 11. I dare you to say I ain't see that. I did, yo, Trump is basically saying the most, yo, the most ridiculous things. But did you, do you not remember seeing, I didn't remember seeing anything in Jersey. Although I got to tell you, I don't think that that would be completely out of the question. I don't think there were thousands of people, but I definitely think you could have seen people celebrating. And I know you saw people celebrating in foreign places. Of course. Yeah. To tell me that there were thousands of people celebrating in New Jersey is insane. Right. Is insane. To say there were pockets of celebrations? Of course. Of course, Russell. Yes. But when you're trying to spin things, you say thousands. Yes. Like, yo, yo, man, black people kill people all the time. Yo, all black people are criminals. You got to watch your purse. That's the spin. Yes. That's why today I'm walking down my block. It's raining. I got, you know, I got my umbrella up. This lady is like nervous. I'm behind her. I want to say, bitch, we live on the same block. <laughs> It's not like I'm coming from the hood, bitch. Get the, I probably made more money than you. Get the fuck out of here. You got 18 roommates. You know, I want to. Did you just see this thing about Al getting waved off for a cab uh, on the Upper East Side with his son? Uh, our boy Roker. Yes. Yeah, our boy Roker wasn't having that shit. I love that about him, though. He's right, though. You know what it is, though, Russ. Number what? one, Al. Al should have got an Uber. Come on, Al. Get the fuck out of here. What you doing? You know you got what? Let Al live in the Al... city and hail a cab with your son. Come Al on, you would do the same got thing. Got an Uber. I, I don't fuck with yellow cabs anymore. I get Ubers because yellow cabs are racist. They fuck are. I, I want they them all racist. to go. I want them all to go. They're complaining their medallions are down. Fuck you, you racist motherfucker. I want you all to lose your jobs because you never pick motherfuckers up. Oh, anytime I'm going to Brooklyn, come on, man. Why you got to go? Nigga, I live in Brooklyn. What the fuck you want me to do? I hate I hate all yellow cab people. I want them all to go. Well, I love Uber. Uber, Uber the Uber, problem. Uber is putting them out of business, yeah. and I love it. They're complaining. They want medallions worth millions of dollars. A taxi? Fuck you. A taxi should be worth a hundred grand, maybe, maybe. It's back to normal. It's back to normal. Is that what happened? Every- yeah, yeah. Because Uber is crushing. Russell, I'm a Uber VIP now, baby. How do you get that? Because I use Uber all the time. It's 100 drives. I'm Uber all over. In L.A., yo, first of all, Hold in on, L.A. 100 drives, you get to be Uber VIP? Yeah, you don't fuck with Uber. You got a car. You live in L.A. No, when no, I go I to use LA, Uber all the time out here. You're not a VIP like me, Daddy. Sorry. I get that? I've had at least 100 rides. Nah, I'm dog. Bullion. How come I don't have Uber VIP? I, I don't know. Maybe it's a black thing. Maybe they holler well, at me like, Maybe it yo. is. You probably did something <laughs> special. You cheat. How come you got it? You probably my gave wife, the guy my, Kool-Aid. No, oh, that's actually pretty good. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> but, yo, but you know what's good about Uber VIP? Like, if I'm on, like, the VIP, like, section of the app, basically, if I order a car, whatever the best car available, I get that. Regardless if Hold it's on, a Mercedes. maybe I am VIP. I'm going to check right now. I'm going to look right now. You see white privilege? There's a second he didn't have white privilege and he freaked out. Look at that. Yeah. Freaked out. You freaked out, Russ. I you did. didn't have white privilege oh, no, for not. like 10 What's seconds. What's red, though? Oh, I don't know what red is. That's some L.A. shit. Oh, what? Is, I don't know. Anyway, 
You know what? The thing is, I think that Uber is great. I like that Al gave him crap. And you know what? Al, Al's able to do that. Al is the type of person. He, I'll tell you what, Al is embarrassed to have to deal with that in front of his son. He shouldn't have to deal with that. And Al would have said the same thing you just said. You know what, bitch? I make more money than you. <laughs> you know what's crazy about this, right? Paul Mooney, the great Paul Mooney. We always got to say that. The great Paul Mooney. One of your favorite comedians ever, isn't he? I don't look at Paul Mooney as a comedian more, yeah, more so. Writer. As I look at Paul Mooney as just like a performer, a speaker, just a performer. He just spews knowledge. Sometimes he's a little abrasive. Yes. I don't recommend white people for Paul Mooney or Paul Mooney for white people. He, if you're listening to this, as a white person, it's going to hurt you to listen to some Paul Mooney. He's going to hurt your feelings. He's saying some wild shit. I'm not as... I don't vilify Don't you think Chris Rock does that, or is he... A no, no, no. Chris Rock is tame compared to Paul. Paul okay. Mooney will make you cry. No, yeah. Like, white people has left... They have left his shows. Like, yo, you're bugging. Paul Mooney will... He's crazy. But I love... He says most of the time... He's about 50-50 with me. 50% of the time, he's talking bullshit. The other 50% of the time is some real shit. And he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something really, really uh, amazing once. And it was that sometimes when you, like black people, we get out of our comfort zone and we like when we get a little money, we stop forgetting that we're black, you know, and, and like Paul Mooney calls it the nigga wake up call. Right. So neighbor, oh, neighbor, yeah, the, pardon me, the neighbor wake up call. So the neighbor wake up call for Oprah was when she went into Hermes in Paris and they were like, uh, neighbor, who the fuck are you? We don't recognize you at all, neighbor. And it's like, oh, I'm Oprah. Oh, shit. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. So basically, Al. Al, it's been Al for a very long time, and I love Al. You know, we love Al. No, we, come we on, work with Al, Al is an Al amazing is person. Amazing period. person, one of the best people you will ever meet. He but is. he's been rich for a very long time, and really rich for a very long time. So he just got his neighbor wake up call, like middle infielder for twenty years, rich. Yeah, like yo, I've been solidly popping for like thirty years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean, like? I've been on TV for like 30 years. Close to 100 million. Close to 100 million. Let, let's not get into any money here. We're not going we're not going to get Al set up. We're not going to line Al up on the streets. Russ, don't be putting figures out. Stop it. No. Like you you sending all you sending all the jack boys out to go get Al right now. Like every goon listening to this is like, "Hold on, Al got 100?" Yo, we running up an Al Crips tomorrow. We going to body Al for 100 mil. You crazy Al? Yo, Russ, don't be putting figures out. Chill. Don't be putting figures out. And it's not you know, a I'm a little I'm a little new to these things to see if you're gonna have to kind of guide yeah, me through yeah. these. You're right. You're absolutely right. Al has worked very hard for every done. Oh yeah, Al is listen, anybody that's worked for Al Roker knows he's the best person ever. But he, he <laughs> needed a neighbor wake up call. You know, every once in a while I get a neighbor wake up call. You know what I'm saying? Like, so tell me you know, about, like tonight. So, so seriously, how often does that kind of stuff happen? It happens all the time. Being a tall black dude, it just happens. But I will say this, right? But what's go, what do you think to yourself? I'm used to it. I've, I've dealt with this living in New York for a long time. And the thing is, like, it's not a big deal to me, right? Because I feel like um, it's just a part of being in a different sort of space in my life. Like, Russ, let's talk about it, right? Like, I grew up at a certain level 
in a certain place in a certain time in New York City, right? Yeah. And now being 35 years old, life is a lot better. I live in a better neighborhood. And sometimes I forget, you know what I mean? And I need these reminders because I'm soft now. <laughs> it just, let me tell you something, That's Russ. true. That happens. Oh, I'm soft. I'm not, Russ, anybody hit me going to jail. Anybody. I'm not getting in any fight. You hit me, you going to jail. I'm telling. <laughs> you holler, at 19, you know, I'd have called the homies. Yeah, we coming to see you. But now, <laughs> you hit me, you going to jail. I'm not having a fist fight. Are you bugging? Yeah, no. Are you bugging? I'm not having a fist fight. No. I'm an adult. You know how much taxes I pay, Russ? Lots. You know how much, ta- when I, you know how much taxes I pay? I'm, you're going to jail. I'm putting this out there for anybody. You put your hands on me, you're going to jail. <laughs> I'm not playing with none of you neighbors out there. You hit me, you're going to jail. I'm soft. My skin is delicate. I eat like I just had sushi for dinner. I'm soft. For instance, right? I used to live in a certain neighborhood and I went back to that neighborhood like maybe a few months ago to pick up some food, a nice, very nice soul food restaurants in that, in that restaurant in that neighborhood. And I got to tell you, I've been in this decent neighborhood for a while now. I was a little shook in that old neighborhood, Russ. <laughs> yo, yo, Russ, I was like, yo, there's a lot of neighbors outside right now. There's a lot of neighbors. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going back. I'm soft. It's over. Yo, there's no, I got no street credibility. None. 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 Now, hold None. on. So that would be a time. Is it now, would that be a time when the, the guy would be like, hey, man, you seem like you haven't been coming back here lately. How are things going? <laughs> That's a myth. Every friend I have and anyone that loves you is always happy for success. No, no, no. no. People. No, I'm talking about feeling a threat. I always get that. I know. I don't think that about anything. I'm, I'm, I'm more like wondering, like you, how the difference no, is. No, because no, woman... I can play it off. Because I'm still like six three, two hundred pounds. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all I gotta do is put on a good screw face and fake my way through it. But in my, but in, but in my chest, my heart, is, yo, going crazy. I'm like, yo, please, man, let me just get to this car, get back to the, like, yo, like, for real, when I, this is a lot, like, when I was living in LA in, like, 2011, right, and, like, this is, this is what's so crazy, I was staying in your apartment, yeah, right, right, and you live in a very nice neighborhood, right, <laughs> so I'm like, first of all, I'm like, well, why is everybody tripping, LA is amazing, the grass is cut, I don't see any trash, what's people talking about, then my GPS took me to the hood, I'm like, oh, okay, this is South Central. Let's turn this biggie down and get the fuck out of here. Right? right? So, and check this out, right? So, there's a lot of traps in LA. Like, there's this, um, I was dating, uh, in quotes, this girl, right? This is long before I was married. That's long fine. before. 2011, long, long before. we got a date on it. It's yeah, okay. got a date. So, but she lived, she told me she lived in Pasadena. So I'm like, oh, Pasadena. What you don't know, Pasadena has a hood, Russ. Oh, yeah. Has a hood. A big hood. I showed up to the hood in Pasadena like this bitch right here. <laughs> but being a man, I'm not going to not get my dicks up. Come on. I'm not going to not. I'm here. I showed up. I drove like 30 minutes. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fuck. I'm going hard. <laughs> so after we did our business in her like weird project apartment in Pasadena, she going to tell me, yo, my brother's in the room. I was like, what? <laughs> Hold up, shorty. 
<laughs> no, Russ, I see your face. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Say, the same look you had right there, that's my look. I said, hey, shorty, I'm about to push right now. So I put on my gear. I, yo, I hit her with the peace sign. I'm out. Outside her block, this is about one in the morning, by the way. Outside on the corner, I see a lot of neighbors. Do you? And they were like, and yo, I heard somebody say something like, hey, yo, listen, let me tell you something. I don't investigate. This ain't Scooby-Doo. Anytime I hear, hey, yo, I'm out. I, yo, I beeline to the car. I, I didn't turn my GPS on until I hit the highway, my dude. I was like, yo, let me get out of here. I am, I've been, I'm soft, Russ. I'm not tough. I'm telling everybody now, you hit me, you go to jail. It's like Pasadena's got the, it does have the hood. Because let me tell you, here's how you know, all my friends who live in the Pasadena would be like, no, South Pasadena. Pasadena." (laughs) Like they can't get it out fast. South Pasadena, South Pasadena, South Pasadena. Yo, also LA is trippy, right? Because I had this girl, like she came to the crib, right? In LA. And she was corny. Just we'll just leave it at that. So I was like, yo, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to go. So she was like, oh, I live in Inglewood. Because she took like a cab to the crib. And I was like, what? Yo, let me tell you something, Russ. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> let me tell you something, Russ. When I got to her when I got to her block, yo, if I could, yo. <laughs> she, she basically had to drop and roll to get out the car. I wasn't stopping. <laughs> She was like, can you stop the car? I'm like, nope, you just got to get out. I'm doing five miles an hour. I'm not going to put, I'm not parking nowhere in Inglewood. <laughs> Yo, I'm in a decent rental. I'm out of here. Don't, don't, do here. not mess. By the way, you don't no, mess with a girl Russell, from Inglewood. That, that's Russell, serious. let me tell you something. Russell, I know. I'm not, I know. Basically, she did a tuck and roll out that V. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, look, we got, we got, <laughs> That made me laugh, though. All right, well, look, we're, we're really close to ending here. We had a great episode of No Gray Area from two coasts, the West and the East, with Asif Burnett and Russell Muth. We thank you all for joining us. We'd like you to tune in. Please tell your friends. We're going to have some more interviews coming up, and once again, we'll try and entertain you with our... We may never have interviews. I don't know about that. No, no, we're going to eventually have interviews. We'll It'll please, be fine. we got to get people to listen first. That's a big Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so please do that. Listen to it. No Gray Area on an iTunes or SoundCloud near you. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week.